Hey everyone and welcome to the show today. My name is Tim Small and my guest today is Rocky Michaels, a California-born acoustic singer-songwriter. He began playing piano at age five and crafted his skills into songwriting throughout high school. His debut album, The Great American Dream, was released in August of 2020. And in May of 2021, Rocky was named as a finalist for the U.S. Male Rising Star of the Year by the International Singer-Songwriters Association. Rocky, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim. Thanks so much. So happy to be here. Great to have you on the show today. And I believe that you're actually in Northern California today, getting ready to play a show at a winery. Tell me more. Yeah, I am. I am in Northern California in Redding, which uh, is about three hours north of San Francisco. And I've got a show uh, a couple hours from now at, at Mosley Family Cellars. I think winery venues seem to be a good fit for me as a solo act, you know, with my acoustic guitar and I've got a portable piano and I'm looking forward to it. It may rain towards the end, so I'm watching the weather closely, but I think we can get a a two-hour set in just in time. Fantastic. All right, Rocky. So I'm really excited to speak to you today about your latest album that you're currently releasing, should I say, which is called Music for My Soul. But before we get into that, perhaps you can tell me a little bit more about your debut album, because that came out in August 2020 called the Great American Dream. And this was obviously a really big uh, moment for you in your life, releasing your very first debut album. It was. I had been writing for years and really in my songs, while it was satisfying, they were just sort of collecting dust you know, on the shelf. And I, I thought a few years ago, I should just put it out there into the world. And uh, if nothing else, you know, I'll leave a, a lasting legacy for my kids if, if I were to get hit by the proverbial truck. And um they could have something to remember me by. But it's it's turned out to be really surprisingly just a very therapeutic process. I mean, uh, topics and emotions that I might not be able to effectively communicate on the spot. With songwriting, I mean, I found this process really kind of forces me to take a step back and assess what I'm feeling and put those down in the form of lyrics. So the feedback's been wonderful. It's actually motivated me to continue to to write and I'm constantly writing and um, just really enjoying the process. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, you were named as a finalist for the US Male Rising Star of the Year by the International Singer Songwriters Association. So that's certainly quite an accolade and they have recognized your songwriting ability. So would you like to tell us a little bit more about your approach to songwriting specifically on the great American dream and what kind of topics you looked at? Sure. I think songwriting is a very personal process. I mean, there are certainly uh, ways and guidelines to go about it, but just speaking for myself, I'm not trying to make up stuff or fabricate it. It's whatever is going on in my life, you know, whether it's topics about parenting or perspective, since I'm perhaps a few years older. (laughs) Um, Talk about inclusion and building bridges in our society. And these are just topics that, that are circulating in my brain and that are meaningful to me. And so I put it out there and, you know, again, somewhat selfishly, it's a way for me to kind of share my thoughts out there. And, uh, you know, I found just, there's always an audience for every type of music. And while, you know, you can't expect to reach everybody, uh, the feedback that I've been receiving has been really, really gratifying. And I believe 
The song on your album that has done the best, should I say, is a track called Eagle. Can you tell me more about that particular song? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked. You know, it's funny, just just like as a parent, you're not supposed to name who your favorite child is. So <laughs> that being said, I love all my songs equally with my ear quotes here. But some songs I, I love a little more equally than others. And so Eagle was a song. So it, it's sort of it's a metaphor, basically. You know, I've always been fascinated with flying, which, you know, I remember having dreams as a kid about flying. So it's a song about just wanting to rise above the fray, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world right now. So wanting to rise above the fray, both figuratively and literally, but it also doubles as a tribute to one of my favorite bands growing up. And that was, of course, the Eagles with Don Henley and Glenn Fry. And I, I will put a challenge out there to your podcast listeners. For those of you who are true Eagles fans, I do drop a couple of iconic references to some of their iconic lyrics in the second half of my song, Eagle. So let's see how many you can pick out. But that's been a really fun song for me. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you told me more about that because I wouldn't have necessarily known that had I listened to the song. And now when I go back and listen to that track, I can essentially listen to it with that in mind because it's always very helpful to know the stories behind songs. I guess I can kind of see why that particular one is very popular because of course the Eagles are a fantastic band. And so if you're, uh, as you say, bringing in ideas and references to the band, as well as you, you know your own ideas for your song, then you're, <laughs> you're bringing a, a lot of the, uh, the Eagles fans into your music, right? Hopefully. And it's also, it's a piano-based ballad. It kicks in a little bit of the chorus, but you know some of my songs are acoustic guitar-led. This one happens to be a piano song, and it's just, uh, you know, I intentionally just wanted piano to start the song with no initial percussion. So it's, it's a way to sort of kick off the song and set the mood. And um, it's a fun song to play out as well. Well, let's talk about that for a moment because you started playing piano quite young at the age of five. And so I imagine that was your main instrument for a very long time. And at some point you would have picked up the guitar, I imagine as a secondary instrument, if you will. And so I guess you're writing songs on both piano and guitar and playing both. So can you tell me a little bit more about what your journey has been like starting on the piano, moving over to guitar, and I guess how you're using these two instruments to write your songs? Yeah, thank you. No, great question. You're right. I, I started, you know, my parents forced piano on me at uh, when I was five. And I joke now, but I'm glad that they did. And we just grew up with a piano in the house. So, you know, back then we didn't have the internet or anything like that. So, you know, the hobbies are either go down to the creek or play ball or, you know, you play piano. Um, and so I would always go back to the piano and that just formed a foundation for me. And then really after college, I mentioned I formed a, a rock band with some buddies and they were all the guitarists. I was the lone piano guy, but just hanging around them sort of by osmosis, you know, I learned a few chords and I found that it's very good cross training. If I'm trying to learn something on guitar and I get stuck and I'm not sure what that note is, I just go to the piano and I'll say, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a E minor seven or whatever. So it's been great. Like I said, cross training, learning guitar and it's really opened up even more so the songwriting process. I'll hear in my head, sometimes, you know, there might be a nice acoustic picking melody or other times it might be a piano. And um, it's just sort of expanded my opportunities. 
tell me more about uh, the songs on this new record that uh, you, you're currently releasing called Music for My Soul. Are there a lot of piano-based songs on that record? There are, so a total of 10 songs. Most are guitar, but there are a couple of piano songs. In fact, the one I just released last week is called Glory Days. And that's sort of a, uh, a tribute to my old band. We actually got together a few months back for a reunion where we, we were all together for the first time in 10 years. So it's, a, it's an upbeat piano, sort of a rock song. But I'd say maybe six of the 10 songs are guitar-based, four are piano-based. You know, I do have a, I think I have one or two ballads in there. So I don't start out trying to say I need to write a ballad or I need to write an upbeat song. Again, I'm not sure how others do it, but for me, it's sort of whatever inspires me at the moment. Even if it's, you know, three in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll I'll put a note on my phone so I don't forget it or I'll I'll run downstairs into, into the bathroom and sing a little verse just so I don't forget it when I wake up the next morning. You know, I, I've been fortunate to have a kind of a stockpile of ideas. And then when I'm shaping the album, I do want to have some variety, you know, kind of a mix. So that's sort of been my process. Fantastic. So in terms of this new record that you are currently releasing song by song, how would you say it differs from your debut album? I imagine that your songwriting skills have developed over time and you, you're pretty excited about some of these new tracks that you've been working on. But if you were to describe this new record, how would you describe it to the listeners? Ooh, uh, how would I describe it? Um, it's hard to, to box myself into a specific category, but I, I'd say if I have to, it's sort of an indie folk kind of a soft rock you know, <laughs> type of genre. I'm finding just as a songwriter and even as a, uh, you know, as a singer, as a guitarist, that from my first song, my first album to my most recent song, I feel like I'm growing in those areas. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever truly be satisfied, which I suppose is a good thing. It keeps me, keeps me hungry to want to continue to improve my trade. But I'm a big sucker for lyrics. I just... I love good lyrics and, you know, I grew up Simon and Garfunkel, of course, the Eagles, Jackson Brown, you know, I just admired them. So I've been really trying to focus on the lyrical content and not just settle for the first thing that comes out of my mind. Um, and I'll, I'll set it aside. I'll go back to it. I'll look at it different angles. So I feel like I'm spending more time on the content and, um, We'll see how it goes, but so far I'm you know, very happy with sort of what's being put out there. Yeah, and if the listeners want to check out your website, it's rockymichaelsmusic.com. And I love the fact that you have the lyrics for each of your songs on your website. So I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I've chosen the song Chase the Morning Sun, which is obviously from your new record, Music for My Soul, and I've pulled up the lyrics here. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about this song in particular? Yeah, thank you. So that one, again, as a parent, I've got two uh, children, two boys. And, you know, I think I was putting on my parental cap when that song came to mind, trying to offer, you know, whatever pearls of wisdom I can as a parent. The song Chase the Morning Sun simply is about following one's dreams, you know, regardless of how unattainable it might seem. I think the message, the important thing is just keep moving, keep on going forward you know, regardless of whether you hit it or not, 
the important thing is to just, you know, as the title, you wake up and you keep chasing the morning sun, whether you, whether you can catch it or not, the key is to just keep moving forward. So that's the essence of that song. Yeah. And that's certainly a, a great idea, should I say, for this time and space that we're in in the world right now, because I'm sure in the last year or two, with all the challenges that the pandemic has presented to us, that's a message that everyone has needed to hear, right? Because it's been a little bit tough. We've kind of had setbacks and disappointments and whatnot. So how has your experience been as a musician during the last two years of the pandemic? Have you had time to write songs and find some inspiration with some time off? Or has it been a little bit of a struggle? I'm just really interested in terms of the context of Chase the Morning Sun, if that perhaps came out during this challenging time of the last two years. Can you tell us more about your feelings around that topic? Sure. Yeah, I think probably of the 10 songs, maybe eight or nine of them have all been written really in the past year and a half. So that the pandemic you know, as horrible as it is out there, selfishly, it's actually given me even more time to dive into my music and songwriting. And I think part of it, certainly that song and some other songs, yeah, I'm trying to write about hope and optimism and um, positivity. And, you know, I mean, not to be a Pollyanna out there, I mean, I know there are some major challenges going on in the world, but You know, I'm a firm believer that hope begets hope and positivity brings about more positivity. So the more I can share these things out there, you know, the airwaves, you know, by golly, a a better world it will be for all of us. Great. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I see that you're also doing some uh, live streams. Is that correct? Can you tell us more about these live streams that you're involved in? Sure. Yeah. So when the pandemic started, I actually had a few gigs lined up and, you know, I had to, they they were canceled and I I wasn't quite sure what to do. This was, you know, March or April of 2020. And I saw others were performing live streams as a way to fill the the void. So I, I experimented, uh, started on Facebook and then moved over to Instagram. And I sort of, settled into, I call it my Thursday threes. So every Thursday, seven o'clock Pacific time, I stream live on Instagram, you know, three songs. I try to mix it up. I'll include a cover and maybe throw in an original. And I've decided to continue with it. Well, for a couple of reasons, I enjoy it first and foremost. It's always good practice to play live, even if it's not in front of a physical setting, a physical audience. And I guess I just want to show those who are following me, you know, I've got a small but steadily growing following. I just want to show them that I'm, I'm still active. I'm dedicated. I'm putting myself out there, whether there's four people who show up or 40. It's just something I foresee myself continuing to do every Thursday night on Instagram Live. Yeah, and that's a great way to build community. I'm sure your following enjoys those live streams and it's a great way for them to kind of connect with you and hear some new music and, and so forth. So with this new record that you are releasing song by song, of course, the listeners can go and listen to that on Spotify or YouTube music. Can you tell me more about this approach of uh, releasing a song at a time? I mean, I guess there are other artists that have done that too, but I was just interested in finding out more about this approach that you're taking, of course, to release a song one at a time, I imagine, let's say once every month or so, as opposed to releasing the album all at once. Can you tell me more about that? 
Sure. Yeah, you bet. And thanks for mentioning YouTube. Most of my songs that I have out there, I have a YouTube video, not all, but most of them. So, you know, that's free. If, if you're not signed up with Spotify, you can always go to my YouTube channel, Rocky Michaels Music, and you can see my music videos of uh, my release songs. But to answer your question, again, I'm not sure what the quote correct way is. It just seems like if I spread out my releases, my hope, my intent is to sort of build upon each one and um, just hopefully increase my following over time instead of throwing it all out there at once. And this way I can spread it out. I think my last scheduled release is going to be in January. And, you know, I'll regroup and assess and figure out from there. But uh, with each release, I'm throwing out the single and then a week later i'm putting out the music video and then at that point a few weeks later i'm on to my next single so i'm just trying to fill the pipeline with content over the course of time yeah and it's great to see that you're so busy with creating content and merchandise i see that you have some incredible products for sale on your website including wine bottle sleeves and beanies which are are somewhat unconventional. Can you tell me more about your your merchandise store for Rocky Michaels? Right, and you may be the only one who's deemed it as incredible, but I'll take it, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so I wasn't sure what merchandise to put out there. Like I said, I'm still trying to increase my following. And since I play at wineries a lot, that's sort of a very compatible venue for me it seemed like having those wine sleeves would be a good fit. As far as the beanies, you're right, they're not conventional, but for those who see my videos or see me, you know, my post, I'm a hat guy, whether it's a baseball cap or a beanie. I didn't start out intentionally wanting it to be that way, but it's kind of become my thing. And so, especially as we get into the winter months, I just put up those beanies on my website store and I'll have it, you know, today on my merchandise table. We'll see. You know, you, you throw a couple of ideas out there and you see which ones stick. But uh, I am definitely a beanie guy. Absolutely. I remember back in the days when I used to play in bands, a chap came to me once and said, hey, I've got a great idea for a merchandise product. You should have these sweatbands. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> sweatbands. And uh, yeah, so they, they printed our logo on the sweatband and uh, I used to wear it on stage. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty novel. So I'm, I'm always very interested in all the ideas for merchandise these days. There's so many different uh, ideas, novel ideas. And so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Rocky Michaels merchandising line grows over time, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also part of it is just sort of my, I guess, my identity. There's a lot of my songs that are, have a country vibe to it, you know, indie folk songwriter country. But I'll joke, if somebody asks me for my 30 second elevator pitch, I'll say, well, you know, I like to write you know, songs that might have country, but instead of wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots, you know, I'm wearing baseball caps, beanies, and flip-flops from California. So (laughs) that's kind of been my identifier. Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing Music For My Soul in its entirety. So I imagine that the final song will be released uh, in 
I guess, a couple of months' time, and then uh, the folks can listen to your album from start to finish. But in the meantime, as I mentioned, you you can go ahead and uh, listen to Rocky Michaels' latest record, Music For My Soul, or should I say the songs that have been released on Spotify or YouTube Music. Rocky, thanks so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed getting to know you too. They're welcome to reach out to you. They can visit your website at rockymichaelsmusic.com and uh, you know have a chat with you there and perhaps buy a beanie or two. So Rocky, thanks so much for joining us today. Any last words for the fans out there? Oh gosh, no. Thank you, Tim. I, I appreciate it, man. It's uh, always a joy to talk and share my music and what I'm trying to do. So yeah, anyone's welcome to uh, reach out to me. I do my best to try to respond to all shout outs and uh, love to hear from you but again tim really appreciate your time and certainly best of success uh, to you going forward thanks so much rocky appreciate it and good luck with the release of music for my soul and the work that follows after that so have a great day and enjoy the uh, the gig at moseley family sellers